the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. CNN has decided to part ways with the monster that they created, or helped create anyway, Kathy Griffin, out you know, and this puzzles me because she was such a prime example of what it mean of what it means to be a, a member of CNN. She she was emblematic of the on-air core and <laughs> several editorial folks over there at CNN. But she's out. She won't be doing the New Year's thing. Uh, we'll get into that coming up in the course of the program. The Chris Salcedo Show. I am your liberty-loving Latino. Do not confuse me with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there, folks. I actually love the country. 888-900-3393. Blaze.com slash radio is how you hear us live, or you can go to the Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeartRadio app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher for on-demand listening. All of the Blaze Radio programming is eligible for you to listen on your schedule. Uh, whether you're on Kefafe or not. <laughs> In case you guys don't know what I'm talking about it. President Trump last night trying to spell coverage and, and misspell, had some fat thumbs, and the the press has been gaga over that, as if they'd never made a typo before. Uh, going to social media. Go to chrissalcedo.com. You can go to Twitter at chrissalcedo.tx, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L. C-E-D-O-T-X on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show, and the Blaze.com, the channel section. Blaze.com channels. Find us there. So the flip around is going to be very easy today because we have lots of breaking news. Now, look, I, I, I'm looking, at, I'll, I'll give you a, a screenshot right now. I'm watching Fox, CNN, MSNBS. Over at CNN and MSNBS, they have the same programmers, same political ideology. And they are talking about the same thing, which is Comey. Comey, Comey, Comey. Russia, Russia, Russia. They're, they're back to it. That's, they're one-trick ponies. Fox has talked about climate change, and now they're on to Kafafi. <laughs> Let's go to CNN first. And that's why they are leaving all answers to, uh, to the, the council. And, 
I think Mr. Spicer has concluded that he doesn't want to be responsible for saying anything that could affect the legal case against the White House staff, ultimately against the president. If There is no legal case. This, this is some putz from the New York Times. This is a counterintelligence investigation, you moron. Uh, at least as far as the FBI is concerned. Now, what Mueller is in, Mueller is investigating. He doesn't, nobody can articulate a crime. We, we went through this yesterday. John Sununu putting on a clinic. Uh, excuse me, Brooke Baldwin. Anybody over at CNN? What's the crime? Tell me the crime. Well, colluding with the Russians. Where's your evidence? Well, there is none. Let's shut up. <laughs> MSNBS. Where some of the biggest names in tech and media are this week. This is in California. Hillary Clinton is due on the stage any minute now. We're going to bring her remarks to you live uh, when they begin. You're watching MSNBC. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Oh, oh, she. We wish she was president. We'll pretend as if she is president. The woman is nobody. The woman, the woman isn't in an elected office. She doesn't run the DNC. She has no official capacity other than she's a former secretary of state. Why, why not take Condoleezza Rice's uh, speech? She's just as relevant as Hillary Clinton is. <laughs> why not take a Colin Powell speech live? He's just as relevant as Hillary Clinton is. Let's get over to Fox. By both the House and Senate Intelligence Committees. Plus Boris Epstein. He's the latest in the mix. The former White House staffer now confirms he received a voluntary request for information from the House Intelligence Committee. Both President Trump and the Russian President Vladimir Putin have denied that they coordinated in the Russian efforts to help Mr. Trump become elected while working against Hillary Clinton's chances in the recent presidential election. Our chief intelligence correspondent, Catherine Herridge, is live in Washington. This is such garbage. And look, I understand why Shep is is focused on this like a laser. I mean, that this is a time of day where CNN and MSNBS and and uh, Fox become indistinguishable uh, because we all know uh, Shep's leanings. But I mean, he's fairer about it than most most of the time until he lets his bias show. But yeah, th this. Uh, uh, <laughs> Quinn Flynn is going to turn over documents. It came out yesterday. He's going to turn over documents. We're going to talk with Dan Perkins about that coming up here at the bottom of the hour, along with a lot of other things, successful missile test and all this kind of stuff. But on this climate change thing, the, the, the climate deal, did we have this? No, I guess, you know, we didn't have this because it was, we didn't have a show on the blaze on Memorial day. But the other Salcedo shows did air live that day in Dallas, Fort Worth, and in Houston. And we talked to, uh, you guys know him, Merrill Matthews from the Institute of Policy Innovation. Now, he suggested that Trump, a way out of this politically, was to kick that treaty, and that's what it is, that treaty, over to the Senate. Now, think about this. I want, I want you guys to think about this. This gets all of these these Democrats ready to sign on to economic policies that harm the United States of America. And it, by the way, a treaty is supposed to go to the United States Senate for approval. 
and of course, resident Obama being the dictator wannabe that he was just imposed it on us uh, against the constitution of the United States. And the thing about the, the Paris climate deal is it's voluntary for all the other nations except for the United States because Barack Obama said, oh, it's okay, China, you're the biggest, you're the biggest CO2 emitter, but you don't have to comply. And uh, all, the other st- all the other nations, you guys don't have to comply. We're going to comply, uh, Obama said. We're going to harm the United I am, and that's the whole reason for his occupation of the Oval Office we've all come to discover was the degradation and the transfer of wealth from a people he believed wasn't worth it either the American people, to those who he believed were worth it, like the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists in Iran or the communists in Cuba. The dictators, not, not the people. The dictators. So this whole idea of climate change, uh, this is my favorite intellectual... As a matter of fact, there are a couple of liberals who listen to this program. And every single time... You know what? Maybe... The folks over at over the Twitter account, listen up. Maybe maybe we put this out. Tweet out the phone number and tell tell liberals uh, to call up this program and make their best case for man-made global warming and why Trump should stay should continue to harm America by staying in the climate accord and allow China to continue to emit CO2 unrestricted and allow developing economies to emit CO2 unrestricted and why American taxpayer dollars and why American taxpayer dollars should flow to these poorer countries and we should harm our economy and and a transfer of wealth. And then let me put it to you liberals this way. Here's the question. If CO2 is destroying the planet and we must stop CO2 emissions now, all man-made CO2 emissions now, it must start now. How many of you liberals will support going to war with China? Uh, And you guys can dial the phone right now. 888-933-93. If CO2 is going to destroy the planet and and some liberal extremists are already saying it's already too late. But if it's already too late, then why bother signing on to the climate accord? But if we are indeed destroying the planet with CO2 and China builds on average a coal-fired power plant every week and emits, is the biggest emitter on the planet, should we not force China to stop emitting CO2 because they're destroying the planet? Shouldn't we go to war to prevent that? I'd like to, to, to hear your liberals take on this. Are you willing to go to war to stop China from emitting CO2? 888 It's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network.
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. Oh, <laughs> uh, the White House conducted an audio-only press conference today, or a, a daily press briefing. It was audio-only. <laughs> now, I don't, I don't know why this happened. Now, I can speculate. This is just, just your liberty-loving Latinos speculating here. But it was a, I think it was a big middle finger to the likes of CNN and the biased press. Uh, they have to go out of their way to do a lot of extra work when you have... Yeah, that's great. For, it's great for talk radio. It's great for radio news. That's only one-dimensional. But see, you have, to have, you have to have pictures when you do TV. So <laughs> I just think... It was a big middle finger to uh, to the to, to the biased TV networks. <laughs> I I it, there could be another logical explanation for it, but uh, given what we know about the bias of the mainstream press, it, it may have its genesis there. Let me give you some statistics, folks, of the Earth's atmospheric makeup. 78% of our atmosphere is nitrogen. 78%. That is the dominant gas in our atmosphere. Now, you'd think it's counterintuitive, seeing as how we all need oxygen to survive, that 21%, only 21% of the atmosphere, is oxygen. Argon makes up 0.93%, near just just shy of 1%. Argon. Carbon dioxide. The gas that's allegedly destroying the planet makes up 0.038. <laughs> so it, it's not it's not even a half a percent. Not nowhere close to a half a percent, point zero three eight. Now, of that point zero three eight percent, how much of that is man-made? <laughs> okay, how much of that carbon dioxide is man-made? Three percent. Three percent of a point zero three eight is man-made. And that's what we are to believe is throwing the entire planet out of balance. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the most dominant greenhouse gas on the planet is not CO2, is not carbon dioxide. You know what it is? Water vapor. Water vapor makes up 
95% of the Earth's greenhouse gases. And we can't control that. We don't control that. I was watching Shepard Smith's coverage of the climate deal. and Well, climate scientists and uh, even uh, Trump's own defense secretary says that climate change is a challenge. Of course climate change is a challenge. Who the hell doesn't think that climate change isn't a challenge? Of course it's a challenge. Man has been adapting to changing climate since we've been walking the planet. We're an incredibly adaptive, adaptive species. And so long as progressive liberals don't uh, impoverish us, we will have the resources to combat the effects of climate change, whatever they are, whether it's going to be the mini ice age that has been predicted, whether it's at solar minimums or solar maximums or the variations the climate dishes up, we will be able to weather that storm because the climate is constantly changing and thank God it is. Thank God it is. Or else, if the climate didn't change, you know, over a million years ago, we wouldn't be around, would we? So climate is constantly changing. It is it strains believability that man is the driving force behind temperature on this planet. It doesn't pass the smell test. Where? Let me do a quick Google search on this. Hold on a second. I um, I always get these dates mixed up. Uh, the coming ice age. Um, nineteen was it nineteen seventy eight? The coming ice age. Uh, front page of, what was it, Time Magazine? Yeah, it was Time Magazine, I believe. Uh, one of these publications uh, had declared, I thought it was 76, but maybe that's why I looked it up. But back then, it was this fear that we were going to freeze. And it was man's CO2 emissions that were going to block out the sun. Remember this? And it was the coming ice age. Man will free. No more growing food, blah, 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 blah. Then the temperatures started to increase. And the scientists are like, oh, gosh, can't extort money out of these people uh, when Mother Nature isn't collabor- uh, cooperating. So... Uh, let's call it global warming. Man-made global, man-made global warming. And so they changed the name to global warming. And then um, for a while there, the hysteria grew and the basket of bias press committed to separating you from your money and making sure that liberals have control over it. They, they dutifully played along. And then something started to happen. Um, the temperature started leveling off and returning back to normal. Normal. What is normal? Returning back, uh, decreasing. To which, oh man, we can't go back to global cooling again, said these leftists. So they said, let's just nip it in the bud right now and just call it climate change. Whenever the climate changes, it's all man's fault. And we'll go with that. And that's about as much thought as they put into it. Because the, the agenda here 
is to separate uh, you from your cash, to separate you from your liberty. These leftists know that your economic freedom. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just looked up at Hillary Clinton saying that the scandal around her email was maddening. Imagine how we felt, sister. <laughs> Imagine how we felt about it. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So at, at any rate, the anybody who's been paying attention knows and understands. And and those who are very learned, a lot, a lot more learned than I am, uh, folks like Dr. Roy Spencer and others, who know and understand that what, what has been taking place these last few years is not science. It's not by any stretch of the imagination uh, predictive of what climate will be in 50 or 60 years they, they can't even they can't even predict the the weather forecast for next week accurately hey up next ladies and gentlemen we'll talk with Dan Perkins successful missile test from the United States to counter North Korea's aggression oh by the way in North Korea fired off another missile too back in a minute the Chris Salcedo show will be right back the blaze radio network All right, welcome everybody. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about with uh, international concerns. Remember we played this soundbite for you? Well, actually, we, we weren't here on Monday, so let me just re- replay this. This is General Mattis. What keeps you awake at night? Nothing. I keep other people awake at night. <laughs> Sorry, the, the question was, uh, it's only a short soundbite. What keeps you awake at night? Nothing. I keep other people awake at night. I keep other people awake at night, he said. And then yesterday, U.S. military detailing the complexity of the missile intercept program that was successfully tested yesterday. It's very difficult. We're talking about intercepting in space at hundreds of miles of altitude with closing velocities of thousands of miles per hour. It's hitting a bullet with a bullet. Hitting a bullet with a bullet. Let's talk more about this and many other Pieces of information with Dan Perkins. He's a master storyteller, everybody, and an author of the, these books, The Brotherhood of the Red Nile Trilogy. It centers around Islamic nuclear terrorism against the United States. He's a nationally recognized expert on radical Islam and a contributor to the DailyCaller.com, ClashDaily.com, TheDailySurge.com, and The Hill. Hey, Dan, welcome back to The Salcedo Show. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Chris. Successful missile test by the United States yesterday. I, I can't help but... Remember the mocking from those in the left when one Ronald Reagan was talking about Star Wars and about rendering right. nuclear missiles uh, harmless and unable to spread their terror around the globe. And now we're a step closer. Right. We are. And uh, and while I'm not trying to be a killjoy here, Chris, I'm, I'm trying to be a realist. And that is... Um, so we have now the capability to knock his missiles down should he decide to launch them from North Korea against us. So the first issue is, should we be sharing this technology with South Korea, Russia, and China, and Japan? 
Tough question. Yeah, you know, uh, Russia, I would say no. China, I would. Well, chances are they already have it because they've stolen the intellectual property as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I, I understand your broader point. Uh, and my my first my first inclination would be no. I'd rather render I'd rather render their offensive capability moot uh, and 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 give the United States a leg up. I, I'm I'm reminded, Dan, back when we had a nuclear monopoly, the United States didn't use that monopoly for territorial gain or for oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it was Ronald Reagan who pointed out that had the nuclear monopoly been in the hands of the liberals' favorite types of rulers, like the communists, uh, then the world map would look very different today. No question, no question. Chris, my, here's my concern. Um, while I'm thrilled that we have the capability to knock it out of the air, I have, I have written many, many, many times. Uh, there's an old, old saying that's older than me and you probably combined, a slow boat from China. <laughs> if you think about all of the cargo containers that are coming from the Far East to our ports and harbors around this nation, so we have now this, take a, a deep breath of relief that we have the ability to knock them down. What we don't have the ability to do, if he takes them off the, the warheads, off the missiles, and puts in a cargo container and ships it to the port of Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York or Baltimore or Boston or Miami or wherever, and detonates it inside the cargo container, the damage is just as, de- as, as much. So yeah. uh, I have grave concerns that uh, we're not out of the woods yet. No, and you know what? And for the other major nuclear power, which of course is Russia, uh, being able to take out one or two missiles is nothing compared to a multiple launch uh, that we still don't have the ability to. We'd have to make some choices. We wouldn't be able to intercept them all uh, right. if Russia decides to get squirrely with the United States. Now, uh, speaking of squirrely, North Korea added once again, firing off another missile. And towards Japan. Yeah, well, not only towards Japan, but it landed in Japan's economic zone inside of their territorial waters. This is mm-hmm. an escalation, I think, that is, that is, well, it's not good. It's provocative, which is, I think is what the intent is. But what should the response be in your view? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I don't think it's possible, for example, with all the cargo containers that are coming across the Pacific to inspect every one of them. Uh, to to assume that uh, nuclear weapons are not going to get inside the United States is a is a a bad decision. Um, we have to think about how we're going to interdict this stuff uh, before it can get into a cargo container uh, where it's coming from. That means much greater cooperation with the shipping partners all over the world. Uh, that they have a responsibility to do some an, uh, a serious inspection in order to protect their trading partners and the potential, potentially themselves, if there was a miscue and one blew up. Um, I don't think, I think longer term though, Chris, we have to find a way uh, legally to take this man out. Whether we take him out, the Russians take him out, the Chinese, South Koreans, I don't really care. We cannot have a world where a man of this in, unstable nature is allowed to work his way towards 
launching nuclear weapons against his neighbors and to try and reach the United States. With that, Chris, you also have to put in the mix Iran. Well, no, I uh, yeah, and again, they're Iran, and the reason it's uh, odd that you bring them up because they are sharing technology. Actually, both North Korea and Iran are exchanging technology. It's like these two countries are joined at the hip, and they have one common enemy, of course, which is the West and the United States. Dan Perkins, yes. uh, Dan Perkins, our guest right now, folks. You can catch his stuff at the Hill. ClashDaily.com, the Brotherhood of the Red Nile trilogy, are the name of the books. Mm -hmm. uh, Flynn is is going to turn over documents now. We are told, uh, right. and, and and put this in the context of here's Flynn saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to give over these docs to all this Russia, Russia, Russia investigation. Then you have the ex CIA chief Mike Morell saying that he has little confidence in this story, the sources of this story that Jared Kushner tried to set up or was in talks to set up a back-channel uh, communication with Russia, it right. seems to me, as I'm looking out there, is, is that this whole Russia collaboration narrative is starting to fall apart, and we're hearing that some Democrats are openly worried uh, and, and having no confidence because these investigations are turning up nothing, and they may have to go back to their constituents and say, well, there was nothing there. And, and they've been promising impeachment this entire time. What do you, what do you think about that? Oh, I, I just literally just wrote a piece. I'm not sure where it's going to be because I write for seven different bogs, but I, I sent it off to AJ uh, this morning. Yeah. Uh, dealing exactly with what you're talking about. And, and, and if you followed some of the press over the weekend, what the White House is assembling is a, an assault team. And so what apparently the president has decided that, that, um, he is going to have to be the one that's going to have to defend himself. He can't really help, expect help from the, the Congress or the Senate. So he's assembling an assault team to respond almost immediately to what's going on. And uh, the attacks, the Kushner situation uh, being an example. But the fact that Dianne Feinstein a week ago said, she's the vice chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, which is investigating the relationship between the Trump campaign, Trump and his advisors to people or governments in Russia. And she said, there isn't anything there. We haven't found anything. And I think you're right. I, I think there's a great old saying that fits this very well. If you find yourself digging in a deep hole, stop shoveling. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, don't think the Democrats know how to stop shoveling. They can't because it, and, it, and it, so they're, they're putting themselves in a huge vulnerable position that the, the tunnel above it, because they're not worried about shoring it up is going to fall in on them. And we're going to sit, this is the, the a quote from the piece. We could very well be sitting in our living rooms, watching the election returns in November of 2018 and we'll see the same people crying who cried in 2016, asking the same question, how did this happen? And I think you're right, because, and it won't be any credit to the Republicans. Uh, people are, it, it, the left-wing base that has been set up to believe that impeachment is right around the corner and a bunch of the left-wing kooks jump on my Facebook page and my social media, and they, and they believe this is going to happen because uh, they think he violated some law, but the, the, the fact of the matter is there's no evidence of collusion. There's no law that's been broken. CNN can't ar articulate what law has been broken. Uh, ABC, NBC, 
CBS can't articulate what laws have been broken. And this is all like a, a house of cards collapsing. And the left wing is going to go absolutely bonkers. Before I let you go, Dan, I, I, I want to talk about this, this endeavor that you've started called Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us. Tell the yes. folks what this is all about. We are, we are working currently in 63 facilities across the United States, hospitals, clinics, Walter Reed, Brooke Army, uh, major uh, military installations of VA hospitals, VA clinics, community centers, trying to help our veterans who are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, sleep deprivation, and suicide. And we're in 63 facilities. We do it through an MP3-based system We've given away over 11,000 of these players. We get about 32,000 hits a month on our website, which has 3 million songs, over 100,000 audiobooks, 30,000 old-time radio shows, and four additional eight-hour custom-designed sleep audios designed to get the soldier to REM-level sleep. The numbers are astronomical. Many people are aware that the suicide rate for male veterans is about four times the suicide rate of civilians. However, for the first time in the history of the Veterans Administration, last fall they began to release statistics on women veterans. The suicide rate in women veterans, and, and I know we talked before the show, it is, it's an amazing number, it's the wrong word, it's a terrible number. The suicide rate for female veterans is 12 times the suicide rate of their sisters in civilian life. Good Lord. We have we have 55% of women veterans who have indicated in interviews that there was at least one sexual harassment while they were in active duty. And the VA says of the 2.1 million women that are members of the American veterans, 600,000 women veterans have PTSD. Well, Dan, you know, so, I, I, I gotta, I'm up against the clock here, but you know what? I want to give the website one more time. Songs and stories for soldiers.us, folks, as you can hear, there's a need for what's going on here. And Dan, God bless you, man, for, for doing this. And we'll, we'll get you on to talk about that again because the VA is a whole different story. Dan Perkins, everybody. Brotherhood of the Red Nile Trilogy. That's the name of the book. You can catch his stuff at dailysurge.com and thehill.com. Dan, thank you very much as always. Thank you. Right. Always a pleasure to be with you, Chris. You bet, bud. More to come, folks, on the Chris Salcedo Show, right here on The Blitz. It's not just a show. <laughs> it's a movement. Join the swarm. Twitter hashtag Salcedo Swarm. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Several uh, intertwined stories revolving around the grotesque yet predictably liberal activities undertaken by alleged comedian Kathy Griffin. For those of you who don't know, she put together a video holding up a severed head of Donald Trump that was bloodied, gruesome, graphic. 
and in Isis style held up the severed head, just as a member of the caliphate would. We've observed that uh, many of the extremist progressives in the United States of America have a similar commitment to their ideology as radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists have to theirs, and that they employ many of the same tactics, violence being among them. So here's Kathy Griffin. Oh, yeah, don't forget, uh, San, uh, what was her name? Cohn? What's, is it Sandy Cohn? What's, what's that? What's that? Uh, Rachel Maddow wannabe? Oh, man. Hold on. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to. Hold on. Cone. Uh, progressive is. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know these leftists. Um, it's uh, Sally. Sally Cone. Yeah, Rachel Maddow wannabe. Uh, Sally Cohn, who again, is, isn't she an alleged comedian too? <laughs> Sally Cohn says that Sharia law is progressive. Uh-huh. Anywho, so here comes Kathy Griffin, and then after she received the immediate blowback, she, in a tearful apology, says, says she's very sorry. Now, CNN has severed their their ties to Miss Griffin, uh, saying that she will not be on their New Year's celebration. And even uh, Anderson Cooper has said that uh, he will uh, he condemns what she had done. What's funny is that Al Franken, the senator from Minnesota, is scheduled to appear with Kathy Griffin at an event in July, and you know the good senator refuses to cancel the event. He's going to appear with her because, let's be honest, Kathy Griffin is Al Franken's type of liberal extremist. Violent and hates conservatives. Right? Right, Franken? You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.